Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Louisiana. What up? How it goes? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker, Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. Jake Martin, how you doing this morning, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Have a lot to break down. You start jotting down some things over the weekend and all of a sudden you have uh, two or three pages full of notes. It was a memorable weekend to say the least. A lot to discuss and we will attempt to break it all down for you over the course of the next two hours. Obviously, we want to hear from you, your biggest takeaways from this weekend. It is called the Stuart Shelby Hotline slash text line, 888-993-7762. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. This might be one of the most newsworthy weekends we've had in quite some time. Uh, I think we can do the whole show on headlines, as a matter of fact. hodgepodge of stuff, too. Yeah, I mean, from spring games to the Pels, Completing the sweep. High school athletics. High school athletics. New brand, new uh, yeah. logo for ULM Athletics. I mean, you name it, it probably happened this past weekend. So, we've got a lot to get to, Aaron. What would you like to get to first? So, for the first hour and a half of the show, it's basically going to be that. It'll be uh, your takeaways from the weekend, and then uh, Nick White, the voice of the Warhawks, will join us for his weekly visit at 8.30. I think you got to start with uh, what took place down in New Orleans. And you have to start with Pels as the championship chase continues. Now they are sitting at home, resting, relaxing, and, of course, enjoying a first-round sweep of the Blazers while everybody else in the NBA continues to battle it out. That's right. Uh, the Pelicans completed the sweep, and it was a chippy game. Uh, five technicals in the first half. Uh, guys were going back and forth. Uh, you saw Rondo getting into it with somebody. You saw you know, AD getting really physical. By the way, you know, how many times did we talk about the Pels last the last week and talk about, well, they haven't even had to have the huge Superman game from Anthony Davis yet? That came Saturday. He was Superman. He scored 33 of his 47 points in the second half. And, by the way, he looked unstoppable. I mean, that's – we've watched him so much that we, we know what he can do, and it's pretty much anything he wants to on the basketball court. But just to see him do that in the playoffs on that stage when the, his team needed him because the, the Blazers weren't backing down. They were trying, you know, they, they were they were going uh, toe-to-toe with the Pels. But Anthony Davis was the difference maker in that game, and it was good to see him have that Superman moment. How about him and uh, Holiday combining for that 88 points? <laughs> I think that tied the most points ever by a duo in the NBA postseason. That's pretty darn impressive. And now you've got, you know, national sites like the Ringer, Colin, Holiday, and Davis, the best duo in mm. the playoffs. I mean, the best duo in the playoffs. Four games ago, we wouldn't have been hearing anything like that. So it's just kind of crazy how much can change in a series. I did see the odds now for New Orleans to win a world championship are at. Any guess? Well, I actually, I guess I cheated. I saw uh, 66 to 1. Uh, I got it at 54 to 1. Oh, it went down. I might have saw it after game three then. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. You know, it's not it's – not. So you put $10 down on it. I would put $10 down on it, absolutely. Because <laughs> Would you put $100 down on it? Well, <laughs> may, That's maybe. a lot of diapers. That is a lot of diapers. Uh, or perhaps may, it's not. I don't know how much diapers are. I don't know yet either. I'll find out. I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know about the $100 just because it, you still, on paper, have to go through the Warriors and the Rockets to even get there. Uh, well, Warriors are still playing, though. But yeah, I was just about to complete that uh, sentence. The Warriors are still playing, and you hear yesterday after the Spurs defeated the Warriors, Steve Kerr on Steph Curry says he's not going to play anytime soon. Mm. Kerr said he's on track, but he doesn't have a timetable. 
and he still has a few limitations. So maybe he's not ready by the time they advance and, and play the Pelicans. And listen, without you saw yesterday, without Steph Curry, if Clay Thompson's cold, which he was yesterday, you know, he'd been hot in the first three games. He was cold yesterday, and KD was all by his lonesome. And the Spurs had no problem taking advantage of that. Things that stand out the most to me from this series, uh, the fact that I like the Pels calling out the ESPN analysts, and we talked about this <laughs> last week, the fact that all 22 of them picked the Blazers to win this series, and, of course, they take a picture of all those predictions and oh, then, yeah. of course, tweet it out. The other thing is, did not know it, but the NBA stands for No Brooms Allowed. Brooms were not permitted inside the blender mm. on Saturday. I had a feeling that would be the case. Yeah. 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 Party poopers. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, my what I'm rooting for is a Pelican Sixers finals. That would be Ooh. awesome. Yeah. I would love to see that. More on the Pels later. We talk about their odds at 54 to 1. And LeBron, of course, uh, Jake mentioned it, that they could be in trouble. They are certainly in trouble now. He's still getting a 20 to 1 odds. Not LeBron, but of course. Well, look, they were on the verge of losing that game last night. I, I stayed up and watched it. If it wasn't for Kyle Korver, I don't think they would have lost that game. He got Korver got hot in the fourth quarter and made some big-time three-pointers. And you saw when someone is actually posing as an offensive threat, when other guys are going to, to defend him, you saw what LeBron can do when he's not getting every single person on defense um, to, to come after him. So, yeah, LeBron needed that. Corver doesn't get hot. I don't think they beat the Pacers last night. I was waiting for this text this morning. Tim says, really? It's softball week. And we got the NBA to lead off with. We will get to the uh, LHSA uh, playoffs and, of course, uh, the state championships taking place down in Sulphur here in a minute as 13 teams still in the hunt for titles. Spring football games this weekend. And we'll have to look during the break. I jotted down your predictions for the quarterback competition. And what did I say Friday? Uh, we'll be talking, you said, well, Brennan, Narcisse, and I said, what about Justin McMillan? What about that kid? Yeah, yeah. So and now the conversation today is? The conversation today is there was and is and will be a legitimate quarterback competition. And Justin McMillan could be your starting quarterback for he Miami? Very, he was the most impressive of the three in that spring game, and that's what stuck out to me because, okay, so, so I, I, can you blame me for not believing what Orgeron was saying? I thought this was a contrived quarterback competition uh -huh. to get all three guys from transferring. You know, I thought Brennan was going to hands down be the starter because we saw how much Orgeron wanted to put him out there last year and how he got playing time as a freshman, as a mm. true freshman. And so you see, not only did he have – uh, a pretty bad performance. He didn't score until the fifth uh, possession. Not only did that happen, he was the third quarterback to take the field behind Narcisse and McMillan. Mm. And McMillan stole the show. Brennan, 11 of 23, 113 yards. Narcisse, 6 of 13 for 205. Uh, McMillan, 14 of 29 for 216 yards. I believe if you do all the math there, the quarterbacks were 30 of 61 for 512 yards, three touchdowns. But you got to remember, 157 of those yards came on literally two plays. More on LSU spring game coming up later. The one thing that did stand out, uh, Dellinger had the stat there. Of the 75 offensive snaps that they had, 40 of them, they were in shotgun formation. Yeah. We're talking about Ensminger and, of course, uh, trying to open up the offense. Yeah, the and they brought back the high formation. We'll get into all that stuff later. Uh, ULM spring game, a uh, couple things stood, stood out. It certainly uh, – it was a quick one, uh, literally about 65, 70 minutes. Caleb Evans had uh, two touchdown passes, uh, two of them to Marcus Green, one from five yards out, the other from 62 yards out. Uh, we'll dive deeper into ULM and, of course, their big weekend out there with the spring game and uh, the Doug Peterson event. And, of course, a pretty cool uh, event out there for them, a nice turnout, and then, of course, the big unveiling of the new uh, football brand. Which I love. Yeah. I love it. The uniform, huge, huge upgrade for the uniforms. Mm -hmm. Uniforms look sweet. But, uh, yeah, and, and I'm interested to get your take on the whole spring game uh, format as well later on in the show. <laughs> That's a tease. Jake's going to try to agitate me here in a minute. Oh, I am. <laughs> 
Uh, college baseball from this weekend. Uh, the biggest thing that stands out, the fact that uh, Louisiana Tech goes on the road and they sweep Marshall. The big talking point for this team has been how outstanding their pitching has been. When will the bats come to life? I think they came to life over the weekend. And it started, of course, in the midweek game against the Cajuns, and they just continued to hit all weekend long. In fact, they outscore Marshall 37-11 to on the weekend. I believe it is now five straight games that the Diamond Dogs have scored 10 or more runs. 62 runs in the past five games. So, yeah, the, the bats are, are, are clicking right now. And then, of course, the fact that LSU goes to South cool. Carolina and they get swept and they basically lay an egg in game three when they have a six-run lead and the Gamecocks come storming back to sweep LSU. Right, right. Yeah, 2-10 and ten on the road this year. And that was the first time they were swept in an SEC series since 2014. Mm. That was the second time – and since 2011. So two times that's happened since 2011. And how many games have they won now on the road? I just said they're 2-10 and ten on the road. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, that okay. you want me to repeat it? Yes. Yeah. Two They've won wins two on games the on the road, yeah. Mm. Not good. That's tough. Uh, Grambling does uh, split a doubleheader on Saturday versus Southern. They end up winning that series, though. And then ULM, and obviously I make fun of App State and their batting average last week. Yeah. And they come in. Kiss to death. Yes. And win uh, two or three versus the Warhawks. Yeah, yeah. We gave you a little kiss of death. Uh, high school baseball brackets are out. How about those Wasman Wildcats? They are in with that gaudy 2-2 two and two record uh, for the year. Yeah. Um, for crying out loud, and no disrespect great. to Wasman baseball, but how does a squad get in that only plays four games on the year? Yeah, that's – Bad weather throughout the year or what? Uh, look. I don't know how this happened. I'm still trying to I, – I can read you their whole schedule. <laughs> well, yeah, you got four games. It should take you long. They beat Carroll 7-2. to two. Ooh, That was a rivalry great, game. Great start. Yeah. Then they lost Union Paris 17 to nothing. And, and what, what are the dates of this? I mean, All right, so yeah. April 3rd, they, they beat Carroll 7-2. The season 7-2. got underway. <laughs> April 5th, they lost to Union Paris 17 to nothing. Okay. April 10th, they lost to Sterlington 15 to nothing. Well, they're playing a lot of games. They played three games there. In but they the ended this season the next day, April 11th, with a 33 to 24 win against Richwood. What was the score? 33 to 24. So did they put it on a tee? <laughs> look, we don't want to sit here and make fun of a team. Dude, they're two and two. They're in the postseason. And we're making fun of the format. We're making yes. fun of the playoffs. So well, they have to what play all the rest of the games, though? I think it's a fair question. That is a fair question. Also, did is it because Sterlington won all those games? Is that why? You know, I mean, they got PowerPoints for playing them. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, this is a good question for Mark Sims because I, I would think at some point that would have hurt their, their PowerPoints also, the lack of games that their opponents sure. played. Well, Sterlington played so many good teams yeah. outside the district. They didn't have a problem with that. But, yeah, so they'll they'll play Sterlington in the first round. They're postseason bound. Postseason bound. They got all the kinks worked out in those four early games this year. <laughs> uh, as I said, uh, 13 area softball squads continue to get ready for uh, Sulphur this weekend. Yeah, um, and we had some drama Friday night. Uh, yes, that Neville-West Washtenaw game was pretty good. It was a very good game. It was scoreless up until the bottom of the seventh. A uh, really good pitcher's duel between Lauren Bloomer and Lacey Russell. And then, you know, you couldn't write it better. The bases were loaded for West Washita, and the lone senior on that team, Macy Spillers, walks up and sends a drive over the head of the outfielders, walk-off hit. Yeah. Uh, West Washita for the 12th straight year advanced to the state tournament. So Washita, the number one seed in 5A, they get some revenge against the Barb squad that beat them by nine runs earlier this year. Yes, they did. And they do it in convincing fashion. The biggest storyline, though, has to be West Romero as a number 20 seed, 20 seed. And for the, what, second game in a row, they win one to nothing. They Well, they won the first game 2 nothing, then they won one to nothing um, last Friday. Uh, Kennedy Jones had the RBI double for that win. So Cassidy Rea threw back-to-back shutout games for West Monroe, to, and they upset St. Amant. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, West Monroe fans got a lot to – and also Sterlington trailed. Sterlington uh, trailed Friday night 
against Erath and came back to win that one 12 to 6. So like I said, he had a lot of drama Friday night. We'll go through the 13 uh, area teams and who they play down in Sulphur coming up later in the show. Got a, a couple of texts here. Uh, Ellis says if LHSA is going to keep their split, then the playoffs need to be 16 team brackets on all sports and classifications. Sherman, in reference to uh, that game between Wasman and Richwood on the diamond, says they must have used a football in that game. <laughs> Tommy says, every time we attempt to tweak the playoffs, the select schools derail it. And Colin Ellis says, hey, maybe even fewer teams, maybe 12. Mm. 888-993-7762. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by. Uh, Gary says, I was going to call out Aaron for bashing App State, but he called himself out. Does this put ULM at the bottom of the conference now? It does not, uh, but they are near the bottom. Mm. They are the fourth or fifth team from the bottom. Mm. Yeah. They got McNeese on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Out of conference play. Sherman says, nicely done on the Strohs. So we're here. We are here for you to have comprehensive coverage. You're not going to find a better Strohs update anywhere, honestly. A little weak. We got lost in the notes this weekend, I guess. (laughs) Yes, it did. For, it was an odd weekend. There still seemed like a lot of things to kind of watch. In the NBA, uh, I, I, I have to admit, I, I paused several times during the couple of the games. Well, it was a it was a, a weekend that I, you know, Saturday for sure, I was like, I'm doing nothing but watching sports yeah. today. It was just one of those type of days. But, uh, yeah. Um, hey, one thing that I saw over the weekend that everybody needs to check out, it was a sports center featured on a Sunday morning. And then I, they showed the 30-minute, the entire part of it on Tom Rinaldi, the feature on this golfer from Nepal. She basically lives in the shed on this golf course, and she's trying to become a professional golfer. She lives in the shed. They're literally, I think they said, 300 square feet with her and her parents. An amazing story. Her and her parents live in there? In this shed. Wow. And she's trying to become a professional. If you get a chance to watch it, it is, uh, quite frankly, incredible. Her, gol- her dad uh, made her, you know, they live on the golf course. Uh, her dad basically went and took a tree limb, cut it down, whittled it down, and tried to make a golf club out of it. So that's what she was using when she started her career. Some of the members saw her trying to play golf with a, basically a stick, and they gave her some hand-me-downs. Next thing you know, she's very good. But to become a professional in Nepal, she has to beat the men. Wow. Yeah. That's that's an awesome story. Yeah. Check it out. It is uh, whew, it's a good one. Yeah. So, Aaron. There was spring football on the air, too. <laughs> yeah. I want to get – all right, before we even dive into any of the things that actually happened in these spring football games, do you want to detail the format of ULM's spring game? There was no format that I could tell. Let me just – and you know, if they ask me, which they never do, my opinion on things well, like this, why even though it? I have been here more longer than anybody else and have probably been to more ULM sporting events than anybody else in the last decade as a media member or perhaps has ever been covering this market. You think that's almost a fair assessment now after 18 years? Yeah, that's fair. I pull up and uh, a lot of people there. I thought it was awesome. I may have been the largest crowd ever for a spring football game. Uh-huh. Uh, they had a nice crawfish boil going down in the end zone. Looked like people are tailgating. I'd say there's probably, I'm bad at estimates, ULM is too, but uh, probably 500 people in the crowd. Uh-huh. Get your barbs in. Yeah. No, I'm just, this, I'm just put it out there. I know. But you walk in and literally it's not that hard to print off 500, 700 pieces of paper with a roster on it. Yeah, yeah. And Especially you know what you know spring, spring game. games are like too. Yeah, I was about to say, especially for a spring game, because even sometimes guys aren't even wearing the same number that they normally wear. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, just going to like spring practice and stuff, that could be a nightmare mm-hmm. when you're trying to. And also, so many players like to switch numbers from season to season. They mm-hmm. just do that, which drove me crazy because, you know, you get used to them. Well, literally, numbers. no rosters were printed out. And I looked up in the stands, nobody had a roster. That's first thing. Second thing. Uh, I guess they couldn't pay anybody to work the PA. There was no public address announcement. So for literally, you had no idea who caught the ball, who threw the ball, who made the tackle. And, oh, yeah, the scoreboard, they didn't run it. So there was no time. You didn't know what exactly was taking place. And maybe that was the format they wanted. Maybe they just wanted everybody to come out and have an opportunity to watch a glorified practice, which basically spring games are. But, heck, it ain't that hard. Turn on the PA announcer, have somebody sit up there and say, so-and-so with the catch, so-and-so with the run, he makes the tackle. Instead, we just play music throughout the entire game. 
Yeah, music. So so was it a like was it four quarters? Was it no, dude, plays? No, I have no idea. You don't know if it was Nobody eight plays, no, ten no, plays. No, it just sometimes they'd be on offense, and then the, the first team offense would go change, second team or third team. I don't know who they were, and I get paid for this, man. So anyway, that's negative nail over here. But there were a lot of positives just by me looking at them. I mean, eyeball test. Uh, they're making improvements. I mean, just the body types alone, it appears that they have a lot more athletes out there than they had in the past. And you still got Caleb Evans, of course. Yes. And you got a receiving core that is extremely talented. Yeah, Marcus you, Green certainly played his part I, and did well. I was about to say, you were bragging about Marcus Green this morning as well. And the other thing is, and you heard from uh, Coach Collins on the show uh, earlier this week about this defense, what they had to do to improve. I mean, they were the third worst in the country last year. Uh, the first team defense did force five turnovers. Yeah, uh, the scrimmage actually ended on a pick six, mm-hmm. correct, from Corey, Corey Strotter. Yeah. I had a pick six to end the scrimmage while I had the camera sitting at my ankles. So. <laughs> right play, plays out right Good in front shot. of me. So, But, heck, I didn't know it was the last play. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at the scoreboard. I was just waiting for the PA guy to tell me. Uh, oh, boy. Well, um, I, I And we'll get to the bright news with ULM. And, of course, I'm sure they were very busy getting ready for the Doug Peterson event that was later that night. And you'll hear from Doug Peterson coming up later in the show. Yeah. Um, and I'm sh- I understand that's frustrating. Um, but You hate spring games to start with. I don't mind spring games. I don't like spring practices and, and, and stats from spring practices. I'm just like, hmm. I don't know. You know, those, those scrimmages that are – behind closed doors because I, I feel like, you know, those stats are embellished a little bit, which is why I didn't fully trust Ed Orgeron when he said that there was an actual legitimate three-way competition at quarterback. Well, don't worry. We won't have any stats from ULM, but we do have some from uh, LSU and the Tiger spring game. Uh, Ed Orgeron says basically 10 starting jobs up for grabs for mm-hmm. the Tigers. Yeah, the biggest takeaways for me, I mean, I just said it, the the quarterback race. I had no idea that Justin McMillan was actually in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. Cause you I, thought Orgeron, when he stepped to the mic, was just throwing out his name just to. Yeah, because you have, and we'll get to Alabama in a minute, because we need to talk about that situation. Because you have these quarterbacks that if they don't play, man, they're going to transfer. So I thought it was a smart move by him to continue to mention his name and continue to put him in that race. But I never really considered him as an actual, not far from a favorite, but an actual contender in this quarterback race. And he was he's the favorite right now. He comes out of that spring game as the favorite because he displayed what Lowell Narcisse and Miles Brennan, he, he displayed their strengths combined. He can escape the pocket. He can create, uh, you know, he can, he can create more plays. And he can also, although he finished the game erratic throwing the football, for the majority of the spring, I would say he was pretty accurate throwing it. He was more accurate than the others. And Miles Brennan, I mean, all three of them had up and down performances. Like Miles Brennan had one drive where he looked really good, and it was an up tempo style that they were playing. And also with McMillan, they, they seemed to be more comfortable going under center with him as well. So you can go under center or go from the gun. And they displayed, you know, some empty sets and. They, Steve Ensminger showed us a lot more than I thought he was going to. So I'll give them, you know, credit for that. They, they were definitely showing you that, hey, I said that the wide receiver position is the strength of this team. I'm going to show you that. And they did. They, they showed you all these wide receivers. And I thought Justin Jefferson was as good as advertised. You know, they talked him up big, and then he goes out there and makes a one-handed grab and goes 94 yards for a score where he made a couple guys miss in, in open space. So. Yeah, I, you know, there are a lot of positives to take away from it, but, again, it's just a spring game. Mm. Uh, 22,000 reported there in Tiger Stadium to watch LSU. And, of course, the stat with the 75 snaps and 40 of them in the, the shotgun, we think that's just something that they continue to involve. But, ultimately, this is still going to be a run-oriented offense. Mm. They're, they're going to try to um, – they're going to try to still have that physical identity, so they will run the football. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire – Look pretty good. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of Kevin Falk comparisons this year with him because mm. of just how tall they they are. Um, but he's he's you know his legs are like tree trunks. They're really low to the ground, hard to tackle. Make some guys miss. Made Devin White miss. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they're going to run the football. But I think they're going to throw it more. I really do, just because they're they don't have a Darius Geis back there 
they have these great wide receivers that, you know, get them out in open space and utilize these guys. Uh, one of those receivers, we thought it was going to be Giles, would be the star of the spring game for LSU. But uh, the Jefferson kid, uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, five catches for 128 yards and, uh, what, uh, two touchdowns or one touchdown, the long one in that spring game. Yeah, one touchdown. Uh, Steven Sullivan looked good at wide receiver as well. Um, yeah, I, again, you got a lot of uh, th- good things to take away from this. But uh, ultimately, I, I think the, the the thing to take away from it was the quarterback race because we have no idea who's going to be the quarterback of this team today. Uh, I think you could probably say the same thing with Alabama. And, of course, they want the publicity to well, have their spring game in the SEC. I think the opposite. We, we had this conversation last week with uh, Jalen Hurts and, of course, his dad coming out and making the statements that his son has put him in this spot with how poorly he played in the national championship game. Now there's a quarterback competition taking place out there with uh, Tua. So the spring game, you're excited to tune in, maybe see Tua, maybe see Hurts. Tua was not playing. Hurts was. Maybe it would have worked out better for Hurts if he did not play in the spring game because it was an ugly performance, to say the least. Ugly performance, and I know you saw the hot mic incident with Nick Saban where he said something uh, he said something to the effect of, our third string guy can get, can move the football down the field by throwing it. Mm-hmm. Talking about Jalen Hurts after he ran the football, uh, yeah, Hurts did not throw it well. Tua didn't play, but can you imagine if Tua was out there throwing darts while you mm-hmm. know Jalen Hurts was struggling the way he did? Uh, so yeah, for for me, so I, he's nineteen of thirty seven in the game for or the game, the spring game, one hundred ninety five yards. He was sacked, I believe, uh, five times in the game. Yeah, so for me, I, I went away from this game going, yeah, Tua's hands down the starter. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. Um, but, I, again, would you like to be in that press conference afterwards and ask Saban uh, who the starter is? Just just ask him that. Don't even preface it with anything. <laughs> hey, Coach, who's the starter? Who's the starter? Who's starting today? Yeah. I uh, did read a couple of his comments. Maybe we'll read them later on the show. He did not think Hurts played that horribly bad. I don't know what he was looking at. What was horrible is he continued to wear that pink blazer <laughs> for the spring game. Is that supposed to be red? I don't know. I, I don't know what he was thinking there. Uh, so Hurts, 26-2 and two as a starter. And the headline and the graphic, and they were teasing it throughout SportsCenter on Sunday, Hurts struggles. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And then Tua, he's got to compete against Tua for the starting job. And then over the weekend, to his younger brother, commits. he commits to Alabama also. Yeah. Um, I, and part of me felt like, then again, this is all speculation, but I, I just felt like Saban was kind of holding two out this spring. Like, I know he, he got injured, but. Oh, yeah, broken thumb? Yeah, but I felt like he, he wanted to see what Hurts could do, you know, give him a few more reps and just see it. And Hurts did not deliver. I'm telling you, this is Tua's job. There's no doubt about it. Text here, uh, 86,000 in Lincoln Saturday for Frost's yeah. scrimmage. Couldn't help trolling this morning. The other thing, how about trolling? Uh, Central Florida continues to declare themselves as the national champion. They hand out rings after the spring game, and also they put up a, a sign inside their stadium with the national championship banner. It, it doesn't matter. They don't matter. I'm sorry. Ooh. They don't matter. Um, 86,000, did you see that Tennessee had 65,000? And, uh, you know, oh, Jeremy Pruitt wasn't too happy about it. Did mm. you see that? He kind of called out the fans for 65000 I'm sitting there thinking, man, LSU would kill for 65000 One other note from spring games, the Georgia football Twitter, they had their account suspended the day of the spring game. Mm. What for? Uh, they did not uh, say why. A lot of people think it was because of copyright with the uh, music that they'd been using mm. on their Twitter page before. But I did see this. Uh, this was a good tweet, and I wish I would have wrote down who did it. Not very well done on my part. But uh, the tweet was, it's the off season in Georgia football. Everyone gets suspended. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. 888-993-7762. Hit us up on the Stuart Shelby text line. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Back after this. We got plenty of sound from uh, Doug Peterson and his return to the ULM campus coming up here in the next segment. But Randy does chime in and says, bring back Chief Brave Spirit, and the circle is almost complete. Name change is next. A reference, and of course, the, the new logo and the brand for uh, ULM Athletics that was unveiled Saturday night out at the big event with Doug Peterson.
Yeah, I I like the logo a mm-hmm. lot. I think it looks sweet. Um, I like the the new uniforms as well. Mm-hmm. I love the white helmets with the the ULM on there. I also think the you know for me I think simpler is better, and I always think tradition. I always value tradition with college football uniforms, and. For those reasons, I think this is just such a huge upgrade because it checks both of those boxes off for me. Mm. Uh, yes, I, I think it looks sharp. It looks, it looks great. It does a great job of bridging the past with the present. But with that said, now, and, and what was it, just a couple of years ago, they came out with some other logos. Yes. So now that you have this logo, how about you stick keep with it? it? Yeah. So if you have some changes in administration or something, or new people come in for marketing, and then they'll have their new ideas, they may want to change it up. Now that you've done this, now stay with it. That's the biggest thing that I see. I agree 100%. Um, but but it needed to change just because I didn't love the Warhawk logo. I didn't. Well, at some point, somebody liked it uh, two, three I years ago. I get it. I just think it was a – I mean, you see it all the time in sports. Somebody will try something new, uh-huh. and it just doesn't work. Like LSU tried the Toonses, uh, the, the little baby tiger-looking uh-huh. thing. And now they send out emails all the time saying, don't use this. <laughs> Please do not use this. It's a huge mistake. And it just it looks cartoonish, and I kind of felt that way about the Warhawk. Now here you get back to the ULM, and I love the way they integrate the Warhawk with that L. Yeah. It looks sharp. Mm-hmm. Keep that. This is, a, this is the step in the right direction. And uh, we'll, we'll play the video for you later in the show, the big reveal. It's yeah. well done. Tim Brando, of course, uh, voicing it. Uh, well done by ULM. With all that said, though, and, of course, they want to bridge the past with the present. I will say this from a guy that has gone to a number of ULM athletic events over the last 18 years. At some point, and I understand you want to keep the people happy from the past, but you have to start marketing to a different crowd, and you have to start getting some new faces and some new bodies in your stadiums and arenas. I mean, that crowd and that fan base at ULM is aging by the day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, but I think this is a step in the right direction to do that. Richie has a great text here. said it better than both of us. The old logo looked like a Madden create a team logo. The new one looks more professional. Mm. I agree 100%. More coming up on ULM. And, of course, uh, we'll play some of that audio from that video, and you'll hear from Doug Peterson in the next segment. Uh, high school softball playoffs, of course, uh, this weekend down in Sulphur. I counted 13 area teams. If I miscounted, you can get on me. It's a little large area, though. Washita in 5A, the number one seed, a rematch versus number eight seed, Ash. These games will take place on Friday. West Monroe, Lady Rebels have surprised a lot of people as a number 20 seed. They will take on Mandeville. Uh, West Washita is a number four seed. The Lady Chiefs continue to look for the school's first ever state championship in softball. That's almost hard to believe, Jake. 12 times, yeah. 12 straight and haven't. Haven't won the big one. But they've been, they've been knocking on the door. They have been knocking on the door. That's right. Uh, they will square off against the number five seed Assumption Caldwell, a number five seed in 3A. They will square off against Westlake. Sterlington, number three seed. They had to sweat one out. They will take on Gina at 230. Oak Grove's the number one seed. They will go up against Oberlin, a number eight seed. Delta Charter, a number three seed versus South Cameron. I know me reading this is very exciting radio. LaSalle, a number two seed, will square off against uh, Logan Sport. Shooter, look out for Lady Aggies. They're a number three seed. They'll go up against Forrest. Uh, Summerfield, a number nine seed. They will actually play on Thursday, I believe, versus Evans, a number one seed. Calvin, a number two seed versus uh, Harrisonburg. Cedar Creek, the number one seed, will go up against Sacred Heart on Thursday around noon. And Claiborne Christian, at noon, a number four seed versus Family Christian. Yeah, in case you can't tell, this has been a very prosperous season for softball. We've had a lot of good softball teams in this area this year. With that said, I mean, we're still in the quarterfinals. There's three games left. Yes, but you still got a lot of heavy hitters that I expect to continue to go forward. And the baseball playoffs, uh, they will actually get underway today. That's kind of why I said that, because baseball, not as strong as we're used to seeing. Um you look at 5A, for instance, when's the last time District 2 5A had their teams all go on the road? You know, uh, everybody's trying to play upset this week. Uh, you look at Rustin at number 28 going to Captain Street, the number five seed. You look at West Monroe, the number 20 seed going to number 13 Live Oak. 
uh, Natchitoches Central at 21 going to Denham Springs. Uh, Washita at 31 has to go to Sam Houston. And we mentioned this last week. We, we gave a, a kind of a baseball breakdown on Friday talking about uh, these teams and how they would be in different roles than they're used to. But they, like Washita and Western Red, for instance, they each have that one arm that can go out there and win this elimination game. And Jake Hammond for Washita and, and Jonathan Snokes for West Monroe. So, yeah, I think the elimination game is going to benefit uh, these clubs this year. Uh, Dwayne says, so they ditched the one that looked like a pelican worm. <laughs> <laughs> or pecan worm. <laughs> pecan, yeah. Uh, in 4A, though, you have West Washita rematching with Karen Crow. So, if you don't remember last year these two met up in the same elimination format West Washita I think was like a, a four three or four seed and uh, Karen Crow came in and they went nine innings and Karen Crow won that game five to four and a huge upset so West Washita getting a chance at some revenge there Neville will host Franklinton Neville got the number 14 seed they'll actually play tomorrow at 430 at home West Washita plays today at home at six o'clock. There is your high school softball and baseball round. Yes. And Sterlington will host Wasman. <laughs> two and two, Wasman Wild Wildcats. Yes. It's been a long and tough season for Wasman, but they are in the postseason. They had to sweat out those four games. Well <laughs> Yeah. I hope they show up tonight though. Yeah, they will. Or this afternoon, they four o'clock. They'll show up. Uh what's the over and under and how long that game takes? No disrespect to Wasman baseball. This is like the Washita question we asked in softball the other day. Uh, hour. Oh, you think it'll take an hour? That's the over-under. Yeah. You going under? <laughs> yes. Okay. It takes a while to score those runs, man. 888-993-7762. Other news from uh, Sterling. In fact, I'll be going to the signing here at 10 o'clock. It's good to see Brooks Rushworth. He continues to rip the cover off the ball for the Panthers. He's expected to sign with LSU Eunice here in about uh, two hours or so. Yes, one of those four – uh, four, one of those four-year seniors that that, uh, that that started for four years that has been such a big part of that lineup. And, uh, yeah, he's had another brilliant season. So good good for him to sign with LSU. And we really buried the lead with Sterling in the fact that they win back-to-back games last week to close out the regular season. That is an impressive run. We talked about the fact that they shut out West Washington on Thursday. Then they follow that up and rally against West Monroe on Friday. Yeah, so, yeah. They didn't have the strongest district, so they made up for it with their schedule. And, yeah, like I said, beat West Washington and West Monroe on back-to-back days last week. 888-993-7762. You can weigh in on the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line. Let's take a timeout. Coming up, more on the morning drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Unnamed text here, but a great question. We're getting the I-team involved. As Jake uh, Martin over here will do an in-depth story on it coming up soon what happened with Wasman baseball why four games yeah uh that's the question i don't know um hopefully we'll have an answer pretty soon and does the lhsa not have a requirement how many games you have to play how many games you that's can cancel what... do you have to have a legitimate excuse why these games are not being played and then you look at other teams and it, it hurts them they're not getting the opportunity it feels like they're getting shortchanged because they're not getting to play a full schedule Yes, didn't hurt Sterlington, though. Um, you don't think some of those kids on the bench that have been grinding away all year and their opportunity to perhaps get some playing time, they wouldn't have minded an opportunity to take their cuts against Wasman? They did. You're saying they'll play them twice? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they they got to play plenty in those district games, trust me. <laughs> they got to play plenty. All right, thanks for playing along, Jake. Well, I'm just saying, I, I mean, I, I know, like – the guys that like Rushworth and McDonald and Car- Car- they barely played in those district games. And they're getting an opportunity probably later today against Wasman in yes. the first round. Yes, this is their second time to get to play. I it, Look, we're not piling on Wasman. I'm just piling on the LHSA. How the process. Can, the process of it. Yeah. How can a team only Trust play the process. four games and get into the playoffs? What is, what is What is up with this? This needs fixing. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, Hogan says, super sad weekend for my Hogs getting swept by Mississippi State. Embarrassing. But how about Bregman and my Astros sweeping Chicago? Love the show. Yeah, it could be worse. Could have got swept by South Carolina as well. Yeah. 
now you look at the inside of the division, as bad a weekend as it was for LSU, they're still right in the thick of it. Yeah, if LSU would have took two, I think they would have been in first. That's how bad the West has been as of late. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, um, very, very strange weekend for baseball. Uh, okay, let's get to uh, Doug Peterson, of course, him coming back to Monroe. It's not often you get to hear from a Super Bowl-winning head coach, but uh, Doug Peterson is certainly that. Uh, great event, great fundraiser to kind of get the 2018 football season kicked off for ULM. Four o'clock before the event, uh, Doug Peterson met with the pesky press, and he was asked about coming home. You know, to, uh, to again, to be around family, to be around friends. Uh, it's the first time I've, you know, had a chance to see my mom since the Super Bowl and spend some time with her today. And, and uh, you know, um, you know Josh, obviously, and, and then my wife's family. And, you know, so it's just... Um, it's it's been a lot of been a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of a lot of the support that I've received, you know, since that game, uh, obviously has come from from right here. So, uh, you know, chance to to visit tomorrow and later, even later today and tomorrow before we take off, just to uh, spend time with uh, you know a lot of people that uh, that watched me play football here, supported me back then, and 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 still continue to support not only the, the program here but uh, you know my career up in Philadelphia. Uh, Doug Peterson on coming back, and you look at how his life has now changed, Jake. You think it's changed? (laughs) (laughs) How many different people trying to pull at him now and trying to get him to do different things? Absolutely. Uh, But what a perfect guy for ULM to reach out to and have unveil this logo and have just be a part of ULM. Mm. Uh, Such a huge and valuable resource for this school. Here's Doug on uh, the offseason that he's had so far. A lot different, a lot different. One, it's shorter. Uh, we started last Monday with our players, and so it was around two and a half months of, uh, of uh, just a short, short off season. You know, where, you know, my first year we've had we had uh, three and a half, close to four months, you know, of preparation. So, um, you know, that's probably the biggest thing. And then just, um, you know, the city of Philadelphia, the surrounding communities are, are just on fire still. You know, they're riding the high, they're riding the emotion. Our players are obviously riding the emotion, and which they should be, coaches as well, and. You know, we need to enjoy this and, uh, um, you know, but at the same time, we got to put it in perspective, put it behind us and, and move on to 2018. But, yeah, it's been it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. It's pretty cool. It's odd that uh, it's not you don't see it very often where uh, Northeast Louisiana fans are actually rooting for Philadelphia or the Philadelphia Eagles. But the number of people and, of course, uh, the connections that Doug has in this area, a lot of people now on board with the Eagles or at least Doug Peterson fans. Yeah, don't expect them to pull for the Eagles over the Saints. But, uh, yeah, if, if it's down to the Eagles and, and the Vikings or the Eagles and the Patriots, for sure, Eagles all the way. Doug was asked about the support that he continues to receive from the Monroe area. Several, several, not, not only from here in Monroe, but, you know, obviously in Shreveport, spent the, spent the four years over there. And, um, you know, it just uh, – it just – it's humbling to get to get that many text messages and and uh, you know congratulations and compliments and and uh, from from a place that uh, you know we we still call home uh, for for me and my wife and our family and and uh, just it means a lot to to see the sign of support that uh, um, you know not only this community here in Monroe but but uh, also in Shreveport where I spent those four years like I mentioned so um, yeah it was great it was great to, you know it was a hundred and some odd messages after just the game itself and then they still still kind of keep flooding in from time to time he is in a unique role when he does return to ulm and this is why a lot of people and rightfully so give him his space i certainly do he's back at a ulm game watching his son play i mean at that point he's not at that point he's not the philadelphia eagles coach he's just a dad trying to watch his uh, son when he gets a little bit of free time he, he was asked about what it is like to watch a spring game both as a parent and then slash as a coach. No. Um, it's hard. You try to. You try to relax and you try to just watch it from a, from a dad's perspective. And, and uh, you know, it's tough because you're, you're constantly in coaching mode. And, and uh, you know, for me right now, we just started our offseason a week ago. So we're with our guys. And, and so that, that teaching mentality is still there. And, and um, you know, but at the same time, you want to just sit back and relax and, and enjoy the weekend, enjoy enjoy some good football. And then uh, finally, got one other. He made a lot of headlines, and of course, it caught a lot of people by surprise over the course of the last uh, two years when you'd be seeing coverage of Philadelphia, and then uh, Peterson would be up at the podium and either be wearing a, a ULM hat or a visor, or of course, 
a shirt. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. We thought it was pretty cool here, but I don't know if the Philadelphia Eagles were all on board on him representing ELU. Well, um, you know, I do get reprimanded uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles. My uh, my uh, PR director gets on me when I when I get up there. But uh, you know, it's 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 a couple things. It's really twofold. One, it's it's my alma mater, uh, obviously, and and where I where I played uh, played my college football and, and got my degree. And of course, you know, our son is here, and and uh, so just uh, shows support support the university football program, and and uh, you know, love to love to wear the shirt on a you know any press conference I can. Good stuff from Doug Peterson. We've got a couple other clips maybe we'll share with you uh, in the 8 o'clock hour when somebody asked him the similarities and differences between Monroe and Philadelphia. <laughs> they are vast, aren't they? Oh, man. i uh, got a couple texts here. Glenn from uh, Ruston wants to know, how about Epps in the playoffs? Come on, Aaron. Good question. You know what's even a better question, Glenn? Uh, I went to Epps uh, on Friday, and I told Jake on Friday morning, I said, hey, I'm going to Epps. And, Jake, your response was? Where's Epps? <laughs> no respect. I, I just I don't know this area like you do. Mm. It was a cool story. And so many times in these smaller schools, you cover a girl or an athlete, and you hear about them signing with a school, a JUCO school, and you're like, well, that's probably the last we're going to hear from them. Two years ago, Alexis Holt, outstanding basketball player, led them to a Class C state championship. She signed with a, a JUCO school and went over there because it's not very often that they have a kid sign with anybody. Mm-hmm. Great kid, and uh, she makes her way over there, and she continued to make a name for herself. Actually averaged 16 points per game last year. So she comes back, and uh, they have another signing ceremony on Friday as she's going to Central Arkansas. And, of course, the whole school's there, and it's pretty good and pretty cool considering when you're driving through that town, and there is one light. That you're like, man, for her to get an opportunity to move off or, of course, an opportunity to make something of herself, well done. And, of course, good for the school to point it out and, of course, motivation and inspiration for the youngsters. Shout out to Epps. There you go. We know you're out there. Thank you, Glenn. I don't know about the uh, softball playoffs, though. I'll have to look and see if they – I think he was being sarcastic. Yeah, maybe. Larry wants to know. Uh, he's got a question. All that talked about Jalen Hurts may transfer. If he does, do you think Tom Herman or Jimbo Fisher will be in the catbird seat? Mm. Well, I, that, I'll tell you for sure, Jimbo's not getting him. Saban's not going to let him go to another SEC school. All right, so as this thing is playing out Saturday, and he continues to struggle on national TV, and Herb Street and Galloway, they're just, you know, they're, they're trying to be as polite as possible, but they not know really. they know he's really – Stinking up the joint. They weren't that polite. They were breaking it down. <laughs> so w- this is what's running through my mind. So he has to go somewhere. He'd have to sit out a year. Well, or a place like that, yeah. Or. Go to JUCO. Or. FAU, baby. Or. What? Grambling. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, These are the things that I think about while I'm watching Jalen Hurts struggle. Hurts at Grambling, that would be – that's all I'm going to think about. <laughs> yes. That is a great That's what idea. sports talk is for, right? Yeah. Hypotheticals. Oh, my. How do you replace Devontae Kincaid? <laughs> yes. Bring we know in how. Jalen Hurts. Not bad, Aaron. That's a good one. Uh, I thought you were going to say Jake, that. I can was, see Jake's little mind over here racing. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he was going to hook back up with Lane Kiffin, which would be a cool story. But w- w- how, how is that beneficial, though? Then you still have to sit out yeah, a year. I know. But you have two years of eligibility remaining. Still get to hang out with Lane. 26-2 mm. is his college career. Mm. Yeah. He's a winner. Mm. But he's not better than Tua. <laughs> uh, Tua even with a broken thumb? It, probably not. <laughs> Throwing the ball? <laughs> Heck, maybe even running it. 888-993-7762, the 7 o'clock hour in the books. Phone lines, text line will remain open for the next 30 minutes. Hit us up at 888-993-7762. A lot of other headlines to continue to break down as we continue on this Monday morning on The Morning Drive. John Shrippen with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. With just days until the NFL draft, Josh Allen, one of the top quarterback prospects, is trying to clear up a concern about his completion percentage in college. Allen told PFT Live 
He's tired of hearing people on TV criticize his game, especially what he believes are unfair questions about his throwing accuracy. Going back to college, having a 56% completion percentage. Obviously, it's not great, but I think that you know, it's a little blown out of proportion. I do think that I'm accurate, and Jordan Palmer's helped me out a lot throughout this process with getting my feet right. And, uh, once once we did that, you know, throwing the ball a little easier, ball's coming out, and it's, it's where it's supposed to be. Allen's fellow top prospect, UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen, getting some support from his college coach. Jim Mora tweeting that no one should question Rosen's toughness, adding, quote, he will be a great one. He will win championships. Elsewhere, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reports the Cowboys are expected to pick up the 2019 fifth-year option on defensive back Byron Jones. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Springtime means deck time. And if you own an AZEC deck, you know there's more than one reason why AZEC is number one in premium decking. 35 incredible colors. Zero weekend staining or sealing. 981 beautiful sunrises. And with a 30-year Best Decks warranty, that's why AZEC is number one in premium decking. Don't settle for just any deck. Ask for AZEC. Learn more at azec.com slash bestdecks. Napa know-how. Time to start adding to your bucket list. No, not the skydiving meet your idol bucket list, the Napa bucket list. Because now when you buy a Napa bucket for $2.99, you'll get 20% off items you can fit inside. Minimum $50 purchase. So live a little and save a lot with the Napa bucket and 20% off. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores, while supplies last, exclusions apply. Offer expires. It's 8 o'clock at KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe. Time for the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.